You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Third episode of our golf series. Uh, we are in the office of Coach Tim Broughton, but he is not here, unfortunately. He's tending to one of his players' medical issue. Hopefully she's okay. Uh, got Blake Jackson and Trey Styles with me. Hey and guys. today we are going to talk about the history of Stinky Linky, Lincoln Golf Course. Uh, I've, never, I've never heard it called that before. Uh, you never heard, really? I've never heard you know of Stinky You know who Winky. called it that? Who's that? Uh, the Marshasani brothers, Andrew and James. James and Anthony. And uh, Sorry, Anthony and James. That Anthony like used that. to, yeah, Anthony used to call it Stinky Linky. I get that. In his Australian accent. Yeah. So that, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Um, but I guess before we get into that, I should we should probably just do a little recap, because I think if we don't do our like PJ tour and corn ferry and whatever recap now it's never going to get on the podcast mm. so Adam Scott wins at Riviera I guess top Oklahoman uh, Taylor Gooch had a great Saturday did you see that? Mm-hmm. yeah I did shot seven under Saturday and then battled to shoot even I guess on Sunday seemed like really tough nobody really played well Sunday yeah Sunday Sunday wasn't I don't think Sunday just kind of Riviera kind of yeah. got its got its teeth out and started to bite some guys yeah. But it's that can happen there. Yeah, if it's like you can either go pretty deep or it can come in bite you in the butt and just kill That's you. That's what it seemed like. He uh, Taylor finished T ten seven under. Wyndham Clark was T seventeen. I had someone comment on the Instagram page and people listening. If you're not following our separate Instagram page at This Is Oklahoma Golf, uh, someone comment was like, "Is Wyndham Clark from Oklahoma?" I'm like, "Bull. He played two and I think maybe three years at OSU." He's good enough. Like he, I, he if was you're on a recent podcast. Ricky Fowler, you gotta count him. Yeah. So Wyndham's definitely in the OSU crew. Uh, so he finished T seventeen. Alex Noren finished T fifty nine, and then Charles Howell also T fifty nine, and miscut Tway and Matt Wolf. That's all I could find. Wolf's having a bad go of it these last few weeks. Is he? He missed the cut at Phoenix. I don't Did think he? he. I don't think he played well at Pebble, or he may not have played Pebble, and mm-hmm. then he he missed the cut here. He's kind of struggling, which is kind of surprising. I mean, he's a West Coast guy. I figured that was going to be one of his, like, he was not necessarily like make a run at all these tournaments, but I mean, he figured he could play pretty well in these, and it was kind of the the shock of the West Coast. Sorry for getting any feedback on the machine listening to my phone's going nuts. Um, Corn Ferry, U Line was doing great through three rounds and then full eject. Yeah. Do you it, see that? Yeah, I was, I was, I watched, I watched a little bit of it, and he just, he just didn't seem like he had anything going. Those well, first, like he shot two over, and everyone else was going deep. Yeah, I looked at <laughs> fast. Yeah, inter- okay. interesting like, fact about really deep. the top eleven. I think no, the top seven guys. So the if you finished T seven, you were you were in the top ten, but everybody except for one guy shot five under or more yeah. yeah i'm looking at the leaderboard now like the guy who won was minus 23 and he i'm just going to go down what they shot in round four and with minus six minus eight minus eight minus six minus five minus five minus seven minus six minus five and it just keeps going uh uline yeah. went from 
T went from leading after three rounds to T20. Yeah, lead that's gotta one. hurt. Yeah, um, I mean, when you shoot when you're 18 under par through three rounds, mm. and you put it, you put a couple over, <laughs> put a painful. couple over on it, especially that day. Like it just, it made it worse because it's not like he played bad. He just, you just had, you just didn't put it together the last day, and yeah, yeah. I mean, you still had a really good tournament, but when you see a T20, you're just mm. like, oh, he must have blown up, and he look, he only shot two over. Yeah. It's like, well, because everybody else it just went bananas. Uh, it's tough out there. Yeah. yeah. Dirty just, shot. Yeah. Uh, it just goes to show you how deep how deep the talent pool in golf is. Well, Doty finished T26. Charlie Saxon had a great first round, finished T32. And then just kind of fizzled. His first round was like six, seven under, I think. Yeah. Seven under, maybe. He had a great last round, too, um, six under. He did. You're right. Same with everyone else. Uh, yeah. Apart from you, Line. Uh, <laughs> Hirschman was another shot five under last round, T38. And then Tyrone was T38 as well. And then miscut Jordan Ebrugge, McGreevy, and Creel. So where are they this week? I haven't even... Do you know where they're at this week? Uh, PGA Tours in Mexico, the WGC WGC, Mexico. big time. Um, And Corn Ferry, I'm not sure where they're at this week. We'll find out. I don't think anyone else played on the European Tour or Challenge Tour. There's also opposite field in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, I think think Puerto Rico is this week too. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not sure... I'm not sure... Sometimes the Corn Ferry, like whenever there's these opposite field events, Corn Ferry like takes a week off or... Like a week yeah. or two off, so I'm not sure. I mean, well, they get all these yeah. jokers in on the the opposite field one. Someone's gonna yeah. win an opposite field event and get like on full exemption. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, Fred Funk. well, what was the uh, it wasn't an opposite field event, it was Corn Ferry, but was it Tommy Two Gloves Gamey? <laughs> yeah, he won, yes. won, won his event like. 30 days removed from like being it was being a scandal in like a, or whatever. In like a like a massage parlor like yeah. sting oh Damn. that was that was a story you got to you got to look up your massage parlor before you go there for sure you need to check that uh, check that rating yeah cuz uh, you might show up and get a surprise or he purposely did that and he had a great time but he also won so yeah. maybe it's uh Maybe that's something it's a heartwarming that other story. pros should try, I guess. Yeah. We'll leave it at that because it could go down a serious dark hole if we start talking about that. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. That's for our roundup, I guess. Um, oh, in other news, uh, Charles Howell, shout out if you're listening. I doubt you are, but if you are, thanks for liking our Instagram posts a couple of times. Yeah, I'm very, Put a very happy. a little smile on my face. Yeah, very, very happy to see my name next to his name on our on our likes list on Instagram. That's it's, the only place it's going to be next to oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, if you, I, hopefully one day we can look back on this moment and say that that was the time where uh, he, he first saw us and he'll be on the podcast yeah. talking about making millions and nobody knowing who he is. That's, that's the dream. Yeah. All right. Let's get into, I guess, Lincoln, the Lincoln Park. Uh, what would you, I mean, do you have any like favorite moments of Lincoln? Both, maybe both sides? Um, I think kind of, I guess, favorite moments. I think, well, I only, I only, I've only played the East side maybe three or four times. So just, mm-hmm. just a handful of times. I think probably just favorite, favorite moment, just stand out as playing it the day before your, your wedding. Yeah. That was, that's just, a moment all its own and then going to your rehearsal after that just being sunburned while all of us are standing around yeah it was july when i US got married open. it was not a good idea yeah yeah during the u.s open yeah great sorry. great idea <laughs> just kidding tea. outdoor wedding just kidding tea it was a wonderful outdoor wedding, time 100 degrees um, second yeah. time i got married yeah second time you got married <laughs> yeah second time you got same married woman. to the same woman yeah <laughs> but yeah. i think um going back i think one of my favorite moments, I, 18 on the West is always, is always kind of a fun hole because mm-hmm. even if it's into the wind, 
I don't think I hit anything other than driver on that, unless it's like supremely downwind. Surprise, surprise. But, <laughs> People listening are like, really? Um, Jackson yeah, doesn't hit driver? They, so the, the state AM always does. They do a qualifier in Oklahoma City and qualifier in uh-huh. Tulsa. But um, I remember I wasn't playing particularly great, but I wasn't playing particularly bad. And this was back in 2013. Um, in the, the AM that year was at Oklahoma City Golf and Country Club where I worked at the time. So I, was, I really wanted to really wanted to make it. And I, I think I was one or two under. I think I was one under playing 18. And I thought, it's like, I need a birdie because I'd seen seen some guys and they put up some pretty low i think the low score that day was like 64 yeah people got deep yeah it was like a few six or no it was 62 and then the next low score was 64 so i was um i was kind of just like you know i really wanted to play really wanted to get there and i knew i needed a birdie so i hit a tee shot but i kind of flared it a little bit to the right um i was pin high the pin was tucked in the back right mm-hmm. and i was um, kind of like even with the bunker and i was pin high um right of the bunker and it was just hard pan really really flat or not really flat it was hard pan really firm not a lot of grass and the pin was just tucked right over the hill and it was like i needed to hit it straight up in the air off this rock solid surface and i was like okay i was like no big deal Mm -hmm. i can just do it so i hit this shot fly it maybe a foot or two like over the crest of the hill catches the fringe and just rolls down to about like four or five feet and i made the putt and i ended up qualifying for the am that year so how did you how did you do in the am um, I was, I was doing pretty good up until a uh, couple holes. I think I, I lost, I lost some on the 19th hole in the first round of match play. Mm-hmm. So played Jet Johnson. So there needs to be more match play stuff in Oklahoma. Oh I yeah. I love match play. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. love match play. As, and those are some of my favorite moments from college. Mm-hmm. Just in the off season, we just divide our men's and women's teams into two. And then we played like Ryder Cup yeah. style format where you played partner and all this stuff. I wish there was like a mid match play. Oh, oh, that'd be great. We could yeah. definitely set that up. Yeah. That'd be sick. Like Would a you, straight mid-am, like individual yeah. match play? Yeah, yeah. match play. Yeah. I mean, they have like mid-am, a mid-am. state mid-am yeah. yeah, but like a mid-am match play. It's a stroke play, play. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could have a stroke play and a match play champ. Yeah, you can just do their top mm. 32, top 64. Yeah, because like the to. mid-am never really gets that many people to enter it. You could easily yeah. Call, yeah. get like 64 guys together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you could do some rounds before they've needed, but it wouldn't be... You'd struggle to get a full field, I think. Especially if you spread it out over like two weekends or something. Yeah. Because those guys work. Yeah, yeah most true. guys are going to work. So, yeah, especially if you did like the first two rounds one weekend and then you did the quarters and semis yeah. in a day and then the finals the day after that. That'd be sick. Yeah. OGA, that's, that's, let's, OGA uh, if you're listening. OGA. Forget the OGA. Let's do it ourselves. We're doing your job for you. Let's this do is that. Oklahoma Mid-Am yeah. Championship. Yeah. We can just start around. Yeah, let's do that. All right. I mean, just kidding, OGA. Ten, if you're still listening, ten, ten, come a media fine. company, so we can do whatever we want <laughs> within yeah. reason. Right. Uh, Trey, any notable memories, moments at, uh, at uh, Lincoln? I mean, <laughs> there's. You worked there, right? I worked there for two summers um, uh, while I was in college. It was a very good summer college job. I got to practice and play. Yeah, free golf. Yeah. Uh, I can remember. Um, Probably one of the funniest things I ever. Well, there was two, two times, and they both happened on three T on the west. Right. And um, it three is kind of tucked away. It's closest to the zoo, and it's also closest to the zoo amphitheater. Um, Great place to like listen to shows. It's one of my favorite holes. Up. I right. love that too. Yeah, from, from yeah. last week's uh, part, it's one of my favorite. So holds. one time I'm playing with this other guy who works out there, and there's a concert going on. It's corn. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, so, uh, so we like you know play two, and we can hear it, but it's you know, it's not that loud. So we get over to like three T, and you just hear like right as we're like just about to tee off, you just hear like pig squeals, and like just just jamming out and people losing their minds. There's like, and we're like, what are we? Where are we? It felt like like shooter McGavin and uh, uh, Happy Gilmore. This is go back to go back to And also another one happened on that same tee. I was playing by myself after work one day, and uh, get to three tee and I look out over the water on the left and I see this bird, like literally the biggest bird I've ever seen in my life. Huge like thing under its neck. Um, and it and it's just like it comes out of the trees and just like starts flying along the water, and I'm like what is going on? And then all of a sudden these two guys pop out of the trees and have this massive net chasing after. <laughs> it had escaped from the zoo. This giant pterodactyl looking yeah. thing, and they're trying to catch it. <laughs> I was like, what is what is going on? So that those two, and then um, I also have. Uh, I think it was my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. We were playing in the UC Ferguson, and um, I'm walking up 18 Fairway, and there's that bunker there that's I don't know like 80 yards out yeah. from the hole, and um, I see Heinrich um, walking up, walking towards the bunker, and I'm like, what did he just like blow it over in our fairway or something? And then I see him get in the bunker. I'm like, what? Off 17? Off, yeah, he, yeah, he's playing 17. Mm. And I like, and at this point, I'm at the bunker and I'm like. And this is the bunker on 18. This like, is the bunker on 18. That like, you shouldn't be in. Oh, it's 60 yards right, but he only hit the shot maybe 100 yards, maybe 100, like 80 yards, 80 yards forward and 60 yards to the right it's generous and like one i walked up to him and i was like i was like how did you hit it here i just like straight up asked him and he was like i blocked it <laughs> <laughs> and he just like walked in like it was nothing um just hit this like wedge over the trees back in the fairway wedged it to like eight, eight feet and made the putt far I was like, "What? Who, who are is you? This guy? Who are you?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of bad tee shots on the hole. That was probably the worst. Yeah, I don't know how you get it there. Like through all the trees to get it there as well. I don't know how he did. That's pretty impressive. Like yeah. that that bunker is not even in my mind. Like I don't think we could try to get there with hundred like bolts. Seventeen. Yeah, I've never seen a ball there. No, ever. Hitting before like, or yeah. after. Yeah, and the fact that he made par is just ridiculous. Yeah, just yeah. I think for me. uh I played UC Ferguson and typical, if anybody knows me and knows my game, my putt is either on or it's fully off. <laughs> <laughs> so today, that day it was on and I was, uh, we were playing in the UC Ferguson and I think my favorite hole three, I hit up on the right and caught a flyer and sailed the green, made triple. And shot six under the same day. And I walk into Blazer and I gave Blazer the card. He's like, how'd you do here? And I'm like, I shot six under. He's like, wow, great round. I was like, yeah, I just tripled three. (laughs) Don't talk to me. (laughs) I was pretty pretty pissed. Everyone's like, why? I'm like, I just tripled three. Can we not? Uh, Yeah, can we not go there? Uh, And then the other one, I think, that comes to mind 
was, you know, when you hit like a bad shot and you're not really like, you're kind of annoyed with it, but it doesn't really, it kind of, it was on 16. I was like trying to go for the green with a fairly new hybrid, uh, tightless hybrid, which is no longer in my bag. Uh, and I kind of just like necked one little perfect layup. And I kind of was just like not super mad, but I was kind of pissed off and kind of just being cocky and I threw it and it, well, basically it's in half now because it just <laughs> bounced like three times end over end and then just exploded. I'm like, what have I just done? Like, why Why did I do that? It wasn't fun. It was in qualifying and no one cared. I'm like, you're such an idiot. So that golf club is actually in my room back home in two pieces uh, as a reminder to not be a complete clown. Outside of that, I don't think I have. It's like Webb Simpson in his belly putter. He's yeah. broken in half. It's like, like right. Yeah, cool. Uh, so... I always enjoyed playing Lincoln, though. Yeah, Lincoln's... The West, a, anyway. Yeah, Lincoln's a great... Especially the West. I mean, the East is really fun, too. I just think when you get into, like, a, like a championship golf course, the the West is one of the better public ones you can play in the city. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just from total facility, too. I think it's it's just a really... It's a really good atmosphere to go out and practice. Mm-hmm. I mean... Got a pretty generous chipping green, chipping area, and I mean they're it's not they're that good. The chipping green. is it's, not that good. It's though, not great, but I mean it's on that bunker's horrific. Yeah, the bunker's bad. Hefner's is yeah. Hefner's got the best chipping it's, area. Yeah, Hefner, Hefner's Hefner does. Isn't that great. Yeah, true. When you're thinking of it in yeah. totality, yeah, I mean and it could be a lot better. I yeah. mean, when you've worked at Oklahoma City Golf and Country Club, nothing's going to be Spoiled. the short game area. But shout out to that. It's the, opening uh, soon. Yeah. Spring break. The uh, but their their putting green is always their putting green is. I mean, it's massive. It's They're almost, it's almost as big as yeah. the clubhouse. So yeah. it's like They're you you don't feel like you're getting in anybody's way, and you kind of have almost any kind of putt you would think about mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. golf course, like big slopes. Yeah, you got some flat, you got some uphill, you got some downhill. You have some ridiculous putts, like when you get like closer towards like the back corner, like to back the street. Right. When it's yeah. you can put it like up and then bring it back three feet and let it fall in the hole. Yeah, it's like a miniature golf course back there. Yeah, just yeah, a it is. Bit. It's, it's insane, it's and it's fun. Like if you're if you're just playing like little like quarter a hole little like putting matches, mm-hmm. it's really really fun. Yeah. Um, well, you boys did some great research on this. Jackson mainly did some great research on this, right? Uh, research King. Yeah, uh, while at work. Shout quote, out, quote, not at work. Um, I'm just going to read down the list and we'll talk, have some points to talk about. I didn't know, but uh, first municipal golf course in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I didn't know that either. No. Not, not That's a big though. deal. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a prime. 1922 it opened and the East opened up in 1933. Yeah. Fun fact, the... The East and the West weren't their original names. They were the North and the South, but I can't remember. How does that work? I have no idea, and that's probably why they changed it. But they didn't change it. They, <laughs> like, oh, they changed we got it our in compass 19, wrong. Yeah, they changed it in 1959. So right. what, 37 years later. So yeah. I and can't I assume that's when they moved the clubhouse. Yeah, I think so well. too. So that where was the original happen. clubhouse? It's on top of the hill behind um, two and twelve. There's two par threes that sit right next to each other. It, that's where. Oh, so that's on that building. The that's the original. It's, it's actually more behind. Those two. would have been great finishing holes. Yeah. So if you're if you're standing well, on two tee box, the first tee right right oh, behind the clubhouse. Tee or three would have been the first tee, yeah. right? Or I guess thirteen going down that yeah. way. Well, I assume that the holes yeah. were, were all different. Sure. Yeah. But that's um, a great, that'd be a great Either way, home. I mean, if you have a tee box, I mean, I mean basically like 13 tees already up there anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like three, but can you imagine just moving that tee box over a little bit more and then up? So if that a was a the north and the south, did they think that they were going to do like a, 
I don't know. Would they? Have, would that have been the for the first original? Like what the West was the first one. Ten yeah. years later, the East would it have been the North or the South? Yeah, because I know. I think. I assume North. I think the the North. I think, or I think the South. Basically, the East course I think was the first course. Now I could I could be totally wrong. It was kind of like I tried I tried to like so figure out which one it was, but there was there was a bunch yeah. of like convoluted stuff. Okay. It's like the routing of the golf holes now. Like there were some holes that were on the West course that were actually on the East course. So it's like they were part of the original course, and but they split it off and created new holes. Got you. Yeah. Dissects both courses it didn't exist. Yeah, it didn't exist yet. So once they built that, so, it's like they still, it kind of like divided their lane in half. So they had some kind of room, but the original routing, they had to move some holes for the road. So I think that's why, that's yeah. when I think they renamed it the East and the West and everything like that. But yeah, the route, I mean, most, I think something like 15 of the holes on the West course are actually original holes. And then four of them are newer holes because mm-hmm. the other holes were on the opposite side of the road. Right. And then the rest of the East course was built. So I think, yeah, the yeah, North course would have down the, the road West, coming yeah. in, that would have been a great great par four down the avenue of trees yeah right yeah. that would have been sick very much so yeah and i guess if it's even basically if what number eight is east, there now i've always you, thought that the land on east is better than the land on oh the la- yeah 100 yeah oh, it's, i mean it's, there's some there's some really good yeah I, yeah I i like some of the holes now on there but like you just especially with that railroad coming through mm-hmm. yeah and like the amount of like elevation changes it's really cool yeah, like the I like I like the seventh on the east where it's like it kind of just like kind of gently moves down to the right like six the and par seven four. maybe the best back to back holes on the whole yeah I, I agree with that with yeah the short par four before that yeah kind of like dog leg down yeah well, nine's a, nine talk we talk about par threes nine's a great that's one that yeah. I didn't even think nine of last week three. nine's a great par three yeah it's tough never hole. it's never like nine and nine on both sides is a good par three yeah, yeah. tough hole. man yeah. nine nine on the west that's Talk about a stretch of golf holes, like from 9, 10, 11, and 12 on the west. I'm 13. Three par threes in a four-hole stretch, and then you have 11, which you think, you're just like, okay, it's a really sharp par four, or really yeah. short par four, should be able to get birdie here. But when you look up to it, it's it's not a joke of a hole, but it's not an easy birdie. It's like right. if you hit a good tee shot and you get it down close to the green, you can chip it on, especially if the pin's on the left, you can make a putt, but... If you get stuck behind that tree on the right, you are done. Yeah, anytime playing in college, I always thought it's like, you know, it's like if I can get through this stretch, even one under, that's like the rest of the round is going to be yeah. so simple. But mm. that's that's kind of your critical stretch right. of that, well, that entire side. The original clubhouse opened up 1926, and then 1959 is when it moved, so that's when they put east and the west in. Mm-hmm. And then the clubhouse now opened in 2015 so much better. Yeah, kind of a... Kind of like so crown, good, isn't crown it? jewel. That's it's always kind of like the that's the clubhouse that that golf course deserved. Well, I mean, it's I, I you look at the you drive up to the golf course and you think, oh, the course is. I don't think the courses live up to the golf to the clubhouse. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. I mean, like when you drive a hundred year difference between like the golf courses being well, built I know and the that, but like but when yeah. you drive up to Oklahoma City, you like drive in the thing. This this clubhouse is sick, and they play the golf course. You're like, well, makes sense. Yeah. When you drive to Oak Tree National, the clubhouse is horrific. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it is, isn't it? Like, it's just yeah, not. It, I it, that thing needs to be flammed and redesigned. Yeah, they need to I don't do that. Play that place up much episodes. Right, the, but yeah. Um, on the, uh, clubhouse. So yeah, I guess the architect. Pretty, very pretty. Very it is pretty very good. Clubhouse. Great food as well. 
good, yeah, good really, double yeah. cheeseburger. Yeah. And shout out Fergie's Grill. I've eaten a lot of a lot of food. In that Every time Trey would come around uh, nine, like, gotta be back and get a snack. Yeah, uh, Georgina. Yeah, and she always and always always a shout out to their their staff, especially like their their cooks and everything, because they turn around food fast. Oh, yeah. Like you don't have you don't have to worry about. All right, I want to go get a burger. Or don't anything they do like hot that. dogs as well? They do. Yeah. Sure their hot do. dogs are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. they're Chili like dogs. they're like ballpark hot dogs. Mm-hmm. So they're like they're not like just little like everything you want you at go, a halfway like, house. Go get it at a store. It's like they're nice and thick. Like they're yeah. they, it'll fill you up. Uh, okay, so architect on both sides is Arthur Jackson, and then redesigned in six. The West was redesigned in sixty five by Floyd Farley. I just love old names. It's fantastic. Like, who, yeah. who names your son Floyd Farley? I just I don't know. It's um, a good name. It is a good name, and then. How do you say this guy? Randy, do you want Rand, to say it? Randy Heckenkemper. Heckenkemper. Okay, yeah. so he rebuilds the East in 07 and then also the West in 99? Yeah, he did the West, so he did the he West, did the West in 99, 99 and then the East in 2007. The East in 2007. But his notable golf courses include Forest Ridge and Tulsa, Chickasaw Point, which outside of the Greens, I love that golf course. Chickasaw yeah. Point is a great right? golf the course. The Greens are just... It's a great, you know, it's, it's a great mix of, it's great a mix of holes. Of, uh, uh, you think location? Bad, well, location, but bad condition. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't played the redesign of the, when they redesigned like three or four holes. I haven't done mm-hmm. it either. No, I, no. I haven't been back since then. But yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's just... It's interesting to see how that is. Yeah, I haven't played it since college. Um, other ones, the territory. Uh, I played there when it absolutely pissed down. So I hate the golf course. I had a mm-hmm. horrific round there. I want to go I back when there. it's nice because I think I'd have a different last view year. of the golf course. I played there last year. Is it good? The second is a terrible hole. Par five. Oh, yeah. Down the hill, like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Well, I wouldn't want to play it every yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, also, TPC Scottsdale Champions Course. Mm-hmm. Is that the one for the. No, it's the, it's the opposite side, okay. but it's, they. They did kind of like a renovation of it gotcha. back when I was in high school. He did like a few in Arizona. Yeah, he did a couple in Arizona. And actually, like, interesting enough, like, the next one on the list is Stone Ridge Golf Club. That's up in Prescott Valley, Arizona. Mm-hmm. That's where my dad lives. Like, he lives in the property, like, pretty Small close world. to, like, the golf course. Yeah, I know. It was, it was kind of a little shock. But yeah. He did Pinnacle yeah. Country Club in Arkansas, too. And Pinnacle is a, sure. Pinnacle is a good one. But, yeah, uh, he's got – I mean, he's – Randy Heckenkipper, he's, he's an Oklahoma State guy. He's a grad. Um, that's where he did his degree. Okay. And then he did most of his golf courses here and then kind of like branched out. He's doing one in Las Vegas now. So he's still going. Though. Yeah, he's still going. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. His, yeah. his course he's doing now is Las Vegas. I think it's like the Las Vegas kind of like aqueduct or like, mm-hmm. I guess like ravine kind of deal. He's doing it there and it's, it looks pretty cool, but his, yeah, I can like after, cause I've played, I've played three of his golf courses and, I can see a little bit of like what he like yeah. his design elements and everything in this while still keeping with that's the good. I, I love routing. when you play someone like you have a designer that you've played their golf courses and like you can instantly tell that they designed it. Yeah. Like I love that they have like that like significant you know this is their thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know all the other famous ones, whatever. I'm terrible with the course designers, but yeah, like, that's the, what, like Fazio and all the rest of them. Um, and another part of the Lincoln Park's history is in 1926, Perry Maxwell came and uh, uh, redesigned some of the – well, he redesigned all the greens on the current, which would be, you know – 15 what, of the West holes. 
Well, no, 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 no. I, I think at that time, it was it's on the east course. If you look okay. at, like, 10 green, if you look at, um, what is that, 11, 12, 13 green, mm-hmm. um, it, just looking at those greens, it just reminds me so much of a Maxwell green yeah. with the big saucer bunkers and the, like, mm-hmm. when you're actually looking at the green it doesn't look that crazy. And then when you get up there, it's kind of like on OKC, like 15. Yeah. I always think of that. It just looks like this flat green. And when you get up there, you're like, oh, what have I done? As well. yeah. Yeah. I hit it on the wrong, on the wrong you side. You mean of the 16? Hole. I'm thinking of the par three. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get you. That's you're great. Done. Yeah, pin back left and you're buff anywhere yeah. near it. Yeah, right. it's not good. But, um, yeah, you know, and. I always think of that, you know, in the big, like, dog legs, you know, uh, the ninth, I can think of it. OKC is a good example of that. I love that hole. Mm. Yeah. Shout yeah, out to like the person who put in typical, that bunker that was irrelevant. The typical uh, Perry Maxwell hole. Yeah. You know, Did you he, play the course when they put in that bunker recently? I guess within the last two, three years? What, on the... Uh, on nine? Yeah. Yeah. Like with the one that was like in the fairway on the right. Oh yeah. That was at two forty and nobody played it. It was a yeah. I, I hope they've taken it out in the redesign. I think they have. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but you can giant like, waste you know cash. you can go way right, but you know and play it safe. Yeah. But you're gonna have you know two hundred yards in. Yeah, or it's you a good can hole. Cut the corner and take on the risk, and you'll be rewarded for it mm-hmm. if yeah. you pull it off. And real quick about like the TPC Scottsdale, like everybody talks about the stadium course, sure. but if you talk to people who have either seen both or especially who have played both the stadium and the champions course. A lot of people prefer the champions course to the stadium because mm-hmm. it's a really, really cool routing. Like he, they throw, he, he put some really good holes in there and it's really challenging. Like it's, I mean the stadium course. Yeah. I mean, that's where they play the, the waste management, but I mean, it's a great golf course, especially when core and Crenshaw went in kind of like did a renovation of it mm-hmm. and kind of opened it up or not opened it up but they just kind of they kind of cleaned it up a little bit and just kind of like joined a lot of tee boxes put a little bit more grass in there to make it look a lot better but mm-hmm. the that champions course it's i played it before renovation and after the renovation because they threw like 10 million dollars into it in 05 and yeah it's it's fun and i played it i played it back in november i played them both and it's so much fun really it's a really really good test of golf but yeah mm-hmm. now after like when i learned that looking back at Lincoln, I could see, and it's yeah, all credit. It's so interesting when you dive into the history. Like, you know, we're going to kind of touch on a bit more now with, I guess, probably the most famous person to come out of Lincoln would be UC Ferguson. Yeah. Right? And when you dive into his history, you're like, whoa. Yeah. This I, guy has a huge impact. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if, like, for me, it's like I didn't grow up in the area, and I, I mean, I played my college golf here, so... I knew, I mean, we played in the UC Ferguson Classic that Oklahoma City University puts on. So it's like, you know the name, and you see, like, Fergie's Grill and everything like that. But yeah. when you, you didn't really think too much of it. But when I started looking into his looking into his history and his life, like, he's he's a remarkable guy. Like, it was, it was, really, it was really cool getting to, to read about what he did and kind of what his journey was and like his career accomplishments and things that he was involved in. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, the list just kind of goes on and on. It's, he was an interesting, interesting guy. There, uh, so I'll, we have a lot of points on him. I'll just kind of read off and we can just jam mm-hmm. about it. Uh, also known as Fergie, which I think is hilarious. Uh, began working at Lincoln as a caddy in 1928 at the age of 14. I to the caddy point, 
I would love to have caddies now. It would be yeah. kind of sick. When you like just call up the pro shop and be like, yeah, I'd love a caddy today. Yeah. That'd it's, be like, there has to be a way to do that. Yeah. I mean, Bring that caddy, back. caddy programs are great too, because you can, um, you can get a lot of, especially like in the summertime. Cause we started when I worked at Tulsa country club in college during the summers, we mm-hmm. started a caddy program, uh, first summer I was there. And I, I kind of like help loop some bags and stuff like that, but it's, it's so much fun, but, and it's also, if you need a good workout, just go, just go do a double. Yeah. Just loop two bags. What's well, easy money holes. too. It's not yeah, that hard. I mean, it is. for the money that you're going to get, usually when you're a caddy, you get paid decent Yeah, for like four or five hours work. And it's fun too, because I mean, you, you get to learn a lot out there, but also people get to learn a lot about you too. Right. But yeah, right. caddy, caddy programs are great. And I think Lincoln would be a really, I think it would kind of be like a shining example of something. Cause I mean, their junior golf program is pretty big. I think a caddy program could do pretty well out there. Yeah. It's another business opportunity we can dive into. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, we're going to put the OGA out of business and start our own. I don't think there's <laughs> anybody in the city that does a caddy program. There isn't. Anymore. That's what I'm saying. I don't think like, so. Yeah. I'm wondering if it would come back. Yeah. Uh, I do know there's a municipal course in Denver called Common Ground that that has yeah, a, yeah that's where they had the U.S. Mid-Am last year that has a youth caddy program yeah yeah you know and then the, it's kind of like a training ground and then uh, like Cherry Hill golf super cheap out there too and like mm. uh, you know some of the big country clubs like Pluck yeah the, the, so they already they get trained caddies from this program I wonder how we get into that that's a whole other podcast for sure but oh, I wonder yeah. how we get into like because that stuff is you know when you die when you go into it and you dive into everything and you go back to like how much of an impact that has for the kids that are doing it mm-hmm. i mean i don't know i don't know if the, i don't know if people would pay well uh, and and what's cool is it's because it's gonna be what, 30 40 dollars right well it's included Somewhere with your round of golf it's yeah. paid the people that are actually paying for it is a non-profit yeah that's, i mean that's that's funding the whole thing you as the golfer just go and you say you know you're actually caddy. paying less because you're not paying for a card. Yeah. yeah. You're paying, and then you can tip whatever you want to tip mm-hmm. to the to the Interesting. Caddy. Yeah, because most courses will set, like, a minimum, like, um, this is what your minimum fee is for your caddy, like, in terms of, like, a tip. And then if you choose to tip above that, you can or yeah. not. Yeah, because I caddied back home. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got you. Because mm-hmm. I caddied back home, and it was, like, um, I think I guaranteed – 40 50 pounds for a round mm. which is like 10 pound an hour which is which for me when i was 16 was like uh, yes yeah. like you yeah. chill at the golf course all day we'll do 36 holes and maybe sneak a double in and you're rich any, you know anytime when you're like 14 15 16 years old and you can yeah. find a job where you're making like double digits an hour even yeah. if it's like 10 dollars an hour you're just like i'm rolling so with that you're saying that like the 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 non-profit pays the kids hourly or pays the kids whatever it is like per round but Mm -hmm. then the on top like the person paying him is tipped out of that yes so like like, me like i go and uh, i play there i can say i have a caddy i'm not out any money gotcha besides what i decide to tip them understand okay that makes sense Mm -hmm. um this could work that's definitely another yeah that would be cool that'll be really cool um so Fergie, Mr. UC Ferguson, served in the Army in the 14th Armored Division under General Patton. How's that on the resume? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) hang on, where he also earned two bronze stars. That's what blew me away. The guy's an absolute badass. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like one, it's like you're a World War II vet. It's like those guys are already badasses in general, but 
you were in Tomb Broad and Stars during your service. And Working it's, under General Patton. Three years. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> like, I was like, dang. I was like, I read that and I was like, okay. Yeah. And then he returns to Lincoln to become the head pro in 1959. Yeah. And stayed there till the age of 75, retired in 1989. Yeah. That's awesome. He worked there for 61 years. Wow. That's, longest, yeah. like longest tenured employee. Think about golf in 1959 versus golf in 1989. I mean, yeah. you're, you're playing in suits, aren't you? Like, I'm it's the whole, like... Yeah. It's the whole, cotton. yeah. Yeah. Like, well, in, well, in wooden clubs, mm-hmm. balada, and then yeah. you're going into... When did the Big Bertha come out? Maybe oh, yeah, so you, 90s you, you just 80s started maybe. getting into metal woods, like in the yeah, early, yeah. like the early 90s. Yeah. Well, even kind of the, even the late 80s, like you still, like I think the first like Taylor Made Metal Woods came out. Actually, they came out in the 80s. Was Taylor Made the first? Yeah, Taylor Made was yeah. the first. I had a Callaway Big Bertha when I was like eight, yeah. cut yeah. down for me, yeah, and I loved it. Yeah. Right. Well, and he also. So he, he must have come over when they moved they first moved the clubhouse and moved, made it east west yeah. if he got right. there in nineteen fifty nine. Fifty one. Or he got there in nineteen fifty one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, yeah, he okay. came back he came back after the war, after the war finished. And then, and then he and then he change. became the head pro in fifty one. Yeah. Okay. But he basically like in the research and everything I did, he worked practically like every job between like inside the shop, outside the shop. Course cooking, cutting grass, everything. You're like, yeah, he he did everything, yeah. and then he finally became the head teaching pro. Yeah, That's well, cool. and and then so so he passes away in 1999 at the age of 85. Uh, and you look back and like the legacy that this guy's left. Um, yeah. He was a huge advocate of women's and junior golf, so he's the first pro in OKC to have a woman professional on staff in 1968. Yeah, That's a pretty cool. big deal. That is a big deal. Yeah, um, That's early. Yeah, that's cool. And then obviously he's the instructor of legendary Susie Maxwell, uh, Susie Maxwell Burning. So she won eleven LPGA tournaments, three U.S. Women's Opens. That's what blew me away too. I so he's a great like, teacher as well. Like he's not just like, the guy who's cashing it in as a pro. I was like, right. yeah, it's like when you're when yeah. one of your prize students. Because I don't know if I don't know if he taught her throughout her entire career, or just kind of like yeah. in the beginning of her career, like junior golf and like college and well, stuff like that. Didn't she move to Arizona as well? I think she may have. Yeah. yeah. But it's like if you if one of your if you can say at any point in time one of your students went on to win just a tournament a, on the yeah. LPGA tour, let alone eleven and three major championships. Yeah. Especially like one of the most difficult major championships to win the US Open. Yeah. It's like yeah. right. you, you did pretty good. It's like I mean, it's good on the player, good on Susie, but it's like yeah, that's no that's that's a point of pride for you right there. Yeah. That's that was that was really cool to see. Have you seen that video that um Eric Anders Lang did when he went to, I think either Susie Maxwell's brother maybe or someone. He went to this guy's house mm-hmm. and this guy has like the most insane collection of golf clubs and stuff, mm-hmm. dating back. Like I'll find the video and, and we'll link it below. Oh, please do. Um, he goes and like meets this guy at his like house and this guy's got just like a man cave which is massive, and all the stuff that's in it is like he signs stuff from Arnold Palmer and this guy talks about Lincoln Golf Course in the video. Oh, that's cool. He's related to Susie somehow. Hmm. Um, really, really cool video. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll link that below because it's um, it's like it's in Arizona somewhere. It's in Scottsdale. It was like two, maybe last year when they were down there for the Phoenix yeah. Open. Not a surprise. Um, let's see. I mean, he's had numerous teaching pro of the year, uh, you know, it's north and south. And then he was inducted into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame in 96. 
Um, and then the Oklahoma Golf Hall of Fame in 2012. I think they felt sorry for him. He's like, oh, whoops, we haven't done it yet. We should probably put you in the Golf Hall of Fame no, as well. I, I think it was that they just started it then. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I it, think it, he was I, the first person to be inducted. I think there was yeah. like a class of like seven or eight. I didn't even know there was a Golf Hall of Fame. And that was the first thing. year. Yeah. They just cool. started it in like 2012. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was their first yeah. inducting class. And he was one of only two men to ever be inducted into the Women's Golf Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's another huge thing. Who was the other guy? Do we know? I knew you were going to ask me that. No, I mean, yeah. Know. Research Jackson. Do yeah. a better job. <laughs> I, I saw the name. And Sorry, it's like, your boss, because you haven't done any work this week. You've been did, looking did up the history like of Lincoln Golf Course. Yeah. yeah. But one other, one other thing, too. Um, he was instrumental in starting the, um, helping start the men's and women's programs at Oklahoma City University. And I mean, for... So that's I mean, why it's for, named UC Ferguson. They're, they're yeah, the event. UC Ferguson Classic. Yeah, yeah right. the, so the OCU Stars put on their tournament. But I I was looking up their stats, and it's like I've always – I mean, we played against them in college, and I've always had numerous players come out and go on to have good professional careers and things like that. But I looked up – I wanted to see, like, what their, what their stats were in terms of, like, how many wins they've had. Because I know their women's team had won so many national championships in a row, but – between the men's and women's teams at Oklahoma City University, they've won a combined 199 tournaments. In how long? I, I, I can't remember, like, what year they started, but I know it's not – I mean, it hasn't been very long. Like, maybe it's 2020 now, so probably maybe, like, 40-year history, something like that. Maybe, like, in the 80s, maybe the late 70s, somewhere around there. But um, so, so they've won 199 tournaments combined, but – even on top of that, they've won a combined eighteen national championships. Unbelievable! How many? How many of those had blazers? I'm pretty sure the ten that they had. I think they're all blazers. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's the. Yeah. Kyle Blazer is the winningest coach in Oklahoma City University. I mean, he had women's teams wins on top of his men's teams wins too. Yeah. I saw, and that was through that was through um, the 2019, like the 2018, 2019 season. So I was through May of 2019. So I don't know if they've won any this current year, but I mean, mm-hmm. still that's ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. that's talk about like a, a dominant program that most people outside of the state of Oklahoma or even inside the state of Oklahoma or even the schools that like play in their conference don't know who they are. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, they've turned out, some, I mean, they've turned out professional golfers that play on the PGA Tour. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That yeah. video I was talking about, it's, it's with Roger Maxwell. It's Susie's sister. Oh. Well okay. with. So we're going to pause this and we're going to watch that video and then we'll talk about it because it's amazing. So we'll be back real quick. All right, we're back. So we just watched that video. It's called Biggest Golf Collection I've Ever Seen. Eric Anders Lang YouTube channel. Link will be below. Um in the description and so this is roger um maxwell maxwell so it's Susie maxwell's brother yeah and he worked for uc ferguson so uc ferguson was his mentor yeah and he caddied for him and i mean you've got it's a nine eleven minute video this it's unbelievable this guy's collection highly recommend yeah like um, once we're done, I'm going to go watch it again like just to, to look at the room, but also just to hear him talk because that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Highly, highly recommend you click on that link. Because one of the things in there, like he's, I mean, he, he's collected over 3,000 bag tags, but the first one he collected is from Lincoln. Yeah. 
that's his, cool. his caddy badge from Lincoln was it was it say 1961 yeah something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. and like he's got a lot of like UC figs and memorabilia mm-hmm. there and yeah his original or not his original but his his PGA of America membership card in 1956 yeah well there there are four players that signed the back of it and we'll just have to we'll just have to let you find out when you watch the video of yeah. which four players signed it but unbelievable well I think that's just another thing that adds to how great of a place Lincoln is is yeah there's not too many public golf courses that you can just you know walk out there and yeah exactly time and go play that have all this history that Arnold Palmer and Gary Player have have played at. I've graced that the graced the ground you know with this, their presence you yeah. see Ferguson this prestigious college tournament and you can go out there and you can feel the history and you can you know that um, there's been big time tournament golf that's been that's played crazy, on that west yeah. side. Well, and they, then you can even go to the east side of the golf course, and it's just like a blast. Uh-huh. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah, because all the um, all the uh, like kind of fun scramble tournaments I've ever played have always been on the east side. But the only time I ever play the east is in like a scramble or something. Yeah. Oh, and and I've gotten to where I think that. As, as far as just more fun, mm-hmm. I would rather go play the East. Do you yeah. think the East would be great if you just like put dry, like left driver in the car and played it with a three wood? Uh, I I still think it's a great course. Yeah, because yeah. I have that theory about like half the South. You just mm-hmm. leave driver in the car and play it as a three wood. I think, yeah, I think so. I think you can, I think it definitely, it makes it a little bit more interesting in terms of you're not just stepping up to a tee and mm-hmm. And blasting driver and just trying to hit a wedge. Like if you if you're taking driver out, it's like you. I mean, granted, you can still hit three wood a ways down there, but it'll it'll bring some shots in play. Mm-hmm. And kind of like one of the things I've been like thinking a lot about. Like interestingly enough, somebody somebody said something the other day. Um, I think it was I think it was actually Darren Clark or it may have been Paul McKinley. I was listening to a podcast on the Team Taylorman podcast, but the uh, um, they were saying it's like the comparing. Um, their game to Rory McIlroy's when they played together would be 40 yards in front of me, but it's like it's kind of the equivalent of someone playing the back tees and then you going to play the front tees. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the game is for Rory McIlroy right now. But I think it's even fun. Like if you if you just play up a set of tees or even play up like two or three sets of tees, like it it brings Changes a completely different. Completely, yeah. It's almost a completely it's different good practice. golf course. Yeah, great practice. I mean, it'll give you some different shots it'll give you a little bit of a variety of shots especially if you take out the woods in your back it mm-hmm. i mean it makes it it makes it fun but speaking yeah. of like top end tournament golf yeah the the west side hosted the NEIA women's national championship last year too mm-hmm. did it really yeah, yeah. it did yeah. so wow. i mean there's He's hosting it again this year i think i think so yeah, yeah. i think back to back years but yeah. that's i mean that's that just huge. kind of speaks to the caliber of the golf course and the fact that it's public and it's you can $40 go out and play to 40 play bucks to ride with a cart on the weekends. Yeah. That's a great deal. And great I mean, deal. it is a championship golf course. And their greens are always, even in the wintertime, the greens are always in pretty good shape. Like I they know. roll they roll pretty well. Sometimes they roll a little bit too well and they roll pretty quick when they get down some of those slopes. But yeah, it's a great, great history, great golf course. And just, I mean, there's a lot, a lot more to just... A lot more than just golf to, to Lincoln Park. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And like, it's and I know some of that's taken away. Obviously, I love the new clubhouse, but then some mm. of that, like, you know, the history has obviously been flattened. Uh, but when you dive into it, like that stuff, I didn't know half of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and I mean, and I mean, sad to say, it's like I, I didn't know most of it either. And it's like I, I wish I would have known this a little bit more because I think I would have appreciated 
like what the UC Ferguson tournament was. And it's like, I right. definitely appreciate it more now, but it's, it's eye opening. It's like you just kind of just go play a golf course and then just kind of yeah, leave and think, not think too it. much about yeah. it. Yeah. It's the you, same with that when you play college golf tournaments, you just show yeah. up. That's oh, another golf course in a different state and who cares? Oh yeah. Right. But, but I think like the biggest compliment that I can give Lincoln Park is I literally, I've probably played at both courses, but, between 75 and 100 times each. Yeah. Um, and if I went out there tomorrow, I'd be pumped to hit that first tee shot off the west and try to hit it over the trees and get on in two. Mm-hmm. I'd be excited to try to go for 16 and two, try to drive the green on 14. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't get that about half north. Uh, and you just don't get that at a lot of places that no. you've played that many times. It's same with the east course, you know. I, I know that whatever score I have, you know, m- making that turn at uh, 14, mm-hmm. I know I got, you know, at least three more birdie holes coming in and I can make a good score. And it, it's just fun. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. fun to know what's coming. And, you know, that's that's pretty rare when, when you're that familiar with a place and you're still looking forward to go back. Because every time that I play, there's a new shot that I'm hitting and mm-hmm. a new and it's revealing something new to me, and I just yeah. think that speaks volumes to I've, for yeah. a municipal golf course. That's like insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a golf course I've yet to grow tired of. Like yeah. it, whenever yeah, I, I go out and play, like I'm always excited to play it. Mm-hmm. And it's and there are, there are times where I want to kind of see, I want to see like where my game's at. Like if I've either been practicing or haven't played in a while, and I kind of want to see. I usually go oh, out yeah. to Lincoln West That's and see if like okay. Part, yeah. Yeah, it's like if I yeah. if I can go out and play pretty decent, shoot even under par at Lincoln West, then I know okay, my game's not that far yeah. off. Yeah. It's it's doing pretty good. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. yeah I think we did a pretty really good slap job. It around. You can't slap it around Lincoln. No. I mean you can, but you've got to be very selective at where you're slapping it to. Yeah, there's only there's only there's only a few holes like off the tee where you're hitting driver where you can afford to miss it. I think wide if you've left, got the right. I'm trying to think. If you've got the if you're missing it right, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. One, yeah. you're fine. Two, you're fine. Three, you're fine. Four, you're definitely fine. Five, you're okay. Six, you're okay. Seven, you're okay. Eight, yeah. nine's fine. Ten's okay. Eleven, like there really isn't that many holes. Yeah, if you well, got the left, tough shot. yeah, but if you got the, you can still find it. But if you got the left, yeah. you are reteeing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, you think of like seventeen, and it's you know you don't even have to hit driver. But if you miss the fairway. I mean, chipping out. You're chipping out. Yeah, or you're in a bunker like Heinrich. Right. And I like that the more aggressive you are and the closer you want to get, the more downhill your lie is going to be. Yeah. And you're trying to hit it, you know, over. You got to hit a high shot to a green that's over water. So, you know, it's it's kind of a, if you want a flat lie, yeah, you can have a flat lie, but you're going to be 150 yards away. Well, you you kind of made me think of a memory. Yeah, speaking of downhill lies, Going back to the very beginning of the pause, fa- favorite memories of seventeen. I was playing. I was playing a practice round. Um, I was playing a practice round for the stadium uh, qualifier, and I just went out there. And I think it was like two or three days before, or something like that. I ended up. I birdied fourteen. I birdied fifteen. I birdied sixteen. I hold out for eagle on seventeen. And then I Jesus. made, and then I made birdie on eighteen. <laughs> like now, what do I do? I'm yeah. gonna go play this qualifier and try and replicate yeah. that. It's was, not gonna happen. It's like the worst like, thing to do in a practice round. No, it was. It what was. Shoot? Oh, it I shot was, sixty-one in a practice round. It was. It was the worst. Yeah, I think I shot like sixty or <laughs> sixty-three yeah, or something like that. Bit. Yeah, and I only go out and shoot like two under. 
And even in that, even in that turnaround, I birdied 17 because I hit almost, I had the exact same number. Yeah. Pin was almost in the exact same spot, almost at the exact same shot. I hit it to like two inches behind the hole and it was like, dang it, didn't Talk, spin enough. Talking about like memories at Lincoln and, and caddying at Lincoln and state amateur, I played with a kid um, in the state amateur qualifier and he's on the range next to me. And you know when you pull up on the range next to someone, you instantly start like thinking, well, you know, you can listen to how he's hitting it. And, oh, is this, what's this guy like? And he's yeah. there like head to toe in like Puma or whatever it was. Like he's got his Oakleys on, you know. His dad is there as Dressed a caddy. Like a tour player and he's 15 yes, years old. but his yeah. dad is there as a caddy wearing a web.com bib oh, with his name on the back of it. Right? The kid's name? The kid's, yeah. Oh, right? no. So I'm like, who is this oh, like, no. who is this prodigy that I've been paired with, right? How would you wear it? I think he shot 85. Uh, and I was like, uh, I kind of, I'm walking down 18 and I'm just out there. I've got like my kind of pencil style bag. I'm just like, you know, don't care. Haven't played golf in a while. Let's just see what I can do. Just walking around in your big duck feet. Yeah, exactly. Stomping and like, around. I'm just like, who is, you know, on the first team, I'm like, this kid must be legit. Like he's on, you know, he's qualified for the web somewhere. Like he's got, yeah. he's got a bib from somewhere. He's played in the vet, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was not. I think he may have just like bought the bib off eBay and his dad just wanted to wear it or something. It was, I was, I was just, so, I was so let down, but also so happy at the yeah. same time oh, that this yeah. kid sucked. <laughs> it's just one of, the, one of those, one of those memories you're just never going to forget. Yeah. But it I mean, he was, he was like Eric Smithing it on the range. Like he was flushing just it on flush, the range. Flush, flush. And then we got to the golf course and he was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is, I've been sold here. This guy's just not the real deal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess uh, I think that was a pretty good recap of uh, of Lincoln. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to going to play out there now. Yeah, looking looking forward to going out and yeah. play, especially getting out to play together and doing a review on it. Too. Yeah. Um, back to last week's podcast, uh, Tim chimed in with a stat: there's 240 golf courses in Oklahoma. Yeah. So we, we got, got a year to play all of them. We got, we got a plenty way. of time. Got a long ways. Um, Jeez. What, have we decided what next week's pod is yet? TBD. TBD. Okay. It's probably probably going to be somewhere somewhere in the area like a like a Lincoln or a Kicking Bird or golf club something like that. Well, it won't be Lincoln. We just did Lincoln. Lincoln. Sorry, Hefner. <laughs> Hefner, <laughs> Kicking Bird, and golf club. Okay, was, I said Lincoln. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll get all four of us together. We'll see. I don't know if Tim's yeah. traveling next weekend. We'll find out. But his office is a great place to record. Well, you so. can check his schedule. It's right behind you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, hopefully, hopefully we can get all four of us together. I mean, there's a lot of workout stuff on there. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed the uh, history of Lincoln, East and West. And definitely dive into it. Look, watch that video. Link's below. And, yeah, look up UC Ferguson. He's done uh, – I mean, he's a legend of the game. He's the oh, Lincoln yeah. legend. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Very, very well-deserved name. Yeah. Nickname. Yeah. And I, I always tell people, you know, if you're listening to this and you've never been to Oklahoma City and you're – you know, you find yourself in Oklahoma City, and I always point people towards Lincoln. Yeah. I yeah. always do. Um, I mean, for the money and for the experience, I don't think you're going to yeah. get a better representation of Oklahoma City golf. It's a great place to go. And hopefully, there'll be caddies out there soon. Yeah. Thanks to uh, us. <laughs> we'll see what we can do with that. that. TBD again. So, awesome. Well, boys, pleasure to get together again, and we will catch you guys next week for another golf episode, episode four. Cheers. Hasta la vista. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. 
make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.